0: Kids school, but we're back into, like, log on to get the enrollment going. By the summer goes by fast. I haven't haven't told my kids that this has happened. We're already
3: talking enrollment already, I think it'd be too shocking to
0: their system. Uh,
3: By the by, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but can you imagine enrolling your kids in a new school, brand new school, new district, when all of their personal documents had just been stolen?
0: Yeah, that'd suck. Oh
3: my God! The paper when you get robbed, burgled, the time you have to spend spend untangling all that stuff is astonishing. It becomes your hobby for the next you know several months. That's what you do for fun. Figure out how in the world I get a driver's license when I have to have a birth certificate and they both got stolen and blah blah blah. Just astounding.
0: And this is what happened to your brother
3: and yeah, whole exactly. family. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, Thanks for decriminalizing crime, um We've
0: got clips of the week here in just a moment. Look forward to getting to that.
3: Oh, you know what I just came across? The new ways your boss is spying on you. This would be a great resentment you could nurse all weekend long. Uh, find out, you know, how exactly they get their uh, peeping under the stall practically at you.
0: Well, my uh-huh. first thought would be the computer, although if you're doing anything at all personal on a computer, I don't know why, since everybody carries a smartphone. I assume everybody's doing their personal stuff on their phone, wasting their company's time, as opposed to on their company computer. It's
3: my right as an American. The uh, the oh. IT people can see every keystroke you make. Oh, it goes so far beyond that stuff. Really? These days, oh, so far beyond. That. You, I, could, I was astounded when I read it. Stay tuned to be astounded. Cameras in the bathroom? Oh, you just—you're a child. Okay. You have no idea. All right. Are we ready for a fond look back at the week that was? Yeah, it's cow clips of the week. Novak Djokovic in a five-set fight for
4: title.
2: That AOC and this crowd are a bunch of communists. They hate Israel. They hate our own country. Not God or my father, or my thoughts.
3: That there is time, uh, if only briefly in this busy morning, to think of those three men and the burdens and the hopes that they carry on behalf of all mankind. Here is the thing that is happening in the kind of mega politics. Yeah.
1: This is the breakup of the traditional parties as we see them. But I'm surprised that so many Democrats are running on getting rid of it. The event is called Storm Area
0: 51. They can't stop all of us.
1: Maybe not, but they can't stop some of you. It doesn't concern me because many people agree with me.
2: A bunch of grapes were recently sold for $11,000 at a Japanese auction, also at Whole Foods.
1: (laughs) Uh, The restrictions are purportedly for blocking things like pornography, but apparently... In YouTube's world, talking about the Ten Commandments and the nation of Israel is comparable and and, and should be blocked.
2: I don't have time to go with three different names. We'll call it Cortez.
1: The Antifa. These are bad people. These are sick, bad people. Remember that. He goes home now to mommy and he gets reprimanded and that's the end. Sorry, mommy. Sorry, mom. Didn't mean to embarrass your mom. My perfect, perfect uh, sex life. I figured, ah, we kind of made. We probably had about 15 seconds uh, of fuel left.
2: Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.
0: 50-year anniversary today of man setting foot on the moon, getting less coverage than I thought it was going to get. Uh, Let's give
3: it a little more coverage here. I have a bunch of really interesting Apollo 11 facts for you, if you'd like them, okay. coming up in a couple of minutes.
0: Um, uh, and Plus uh, how your boss is spying on you. Clips from the Trump rally. Two things on that. That rally was scheduled because that was originally the day Mueller was supposed to testify. And so Trump had a rally scheduled to, uh, to rebut it at the end of the day or, you know... Uh, Restart the 24 hour news cycle or whatever. And then it ended up just being a rally, just kind of cuz. Now that Mueller's speaking, is that next week now? Boy, that'll be, that'll dominate the day. Yeah, I think so. Uh, And also, Trump out with a couple of tweets uh, in uh, recent moments that are worth mentioning. One mentioning his 50% approval rating in Rasmussen, which is his all time high. He's got a 47% in NBC, which is his all time high. And also this. Is a ninety-four percent approval rating in the Republican Party, which is an all-time high. Ronald Reagan was at eighty-seven percent, the previous record. There were thirteen percent of Republicans that did not like Ronald Reagan. Right. It's kind of interesting. You got to wonder what they were into. Well, but and, um,
3: well, yeah, and or the the psychology of the voter in the modern era, in which they perceive the president and or Republicans to be constantly under attack by okay. the media and unfairly, it makes you defensive and it makes you defend your guy. This could be the even most even if you're uncomfortable with a lot of aspects of his presidency. This
0: could be the most interesting stat of all of them out there. And that this is the direction we're going where just my guy is my guy for my party, it doesn't really even matter if it, you know, cuz a lot of the tariff thing couldn't be more, you know, in disagreement with Republican philosophy for the last many many decades. A lot of the
3: stuff that Trump's doing. Mm-hmm. But anyway,
0: he's got the highest approval rating by quite a bit any Republicans ever
3: had. Yeah, in the party. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's, to a large extent, separating into camps and going hardcore yeah. within your camp. Uh, so here, uh, hang on a second, here are uh, a couple of Apollo 11 facts for you.
4: I have a couple of Apollo Creed facts, if you want. I you want those, Michael? <laughs> no, no. Ivan Drago killed him. First uh,
3: moon meal, bacon and coffee what the fellas ate. They mostly ate dehydrated beef and vegetables, but they happened to have uh, coffee and bacon. Was it in a tube, or was it like actual... Uh, yeah, it was dehydrated. Did they put out a little Weber grill on the moon's surface and
1: they had a some
3: bacon? They they had a griddle, and they uh a coffee machine. You just, whoosh, and yeah, it's Ah, uh, So everybody knows they didn't have bathrooms. That's one of the fun facts. They didn't have bathrooms. What? No, no, you don't have a bathroom on a spaceship. So they just whizzed in their own suits? Well, sort of, kind of. Buzz Aldrin has boasted about, and this is a quote from the great American hero, so forgive me. He's boasted about the being the first person to piss his pants on the moon. <laughs> it's lonely as hell out there, he told the crowd at the museum on the 40th anniversary 10 years ago. I peed in my pants. He was wearing a diaper. Well, I'm not sure it's good. Does NASA refer to it? They probably refer to it as a lunar module bladder, bladder control uh, technical device or something. Uh, the Saturn V rocket, Jack, that launched the Apollo 11 astronauts into space, still the tallest, heaviest, most powerful rocket ever flown. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, each rocket was 363 feet tall and weighed 6.2 million pounds. Shh. And, I, you know, I, I'm not a physics guy, but it took seven and a half million pounds of thrust to get that monster out of the Earth's a, uh, uh, gravity and, and up into space. The best description I ever heard of what a rocket is, I was a young man. I might have been a teenager. And, and this is why space travel took so much courage and so much technical savvy and, and the rest of it. A rocket is a bomb that only explodes in one direction. It's an enormous bomb, but it just explodes out these little holes in the bottom, which propels the thing upward at a rate that, theoretically, you're trying to control.
0: And if you've ever seen the, uh, the little capsule that they're in, they've got that at the Smithsonian. It's small.
3: It's small. Oh, it's it's uh, you. I get claustrophobic standing outside looking through the if windows. If
0: you and a couple other people had to sit in there for three days in the museum with the lights on, right. knowing you're perfectly safe, you'd go crazy. Right. Just just being in that tiny little area, let alone floating in just complete blackness with a decent chance of coming back. <laughs>
3: well, sitting oh. on top of an enormous bomb. I'm thinking about when and you're... then
0: hurtling through space at a zillion miles per hour. Yeah, I'm thinking about when you're out there, though. You've launched, yeah. you've done it, that's successful. Now you're just... Floating through black in this tiny little thing.
4: Right. Hoping you did your math
3: right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Oh. And then how about re-entry? When you're plunging back into the atmosphere and all you see outside the uh, windows are flames. And you're counting on the guys who did the
4: math on the heat shields. Thinking, man, it's getting hot in here. How much longer? I'm telling you. I can't imagine the f- the feeling of when you're up in space and you look out the window. like, Oh, there's Earth. Look at that. Oh, well, yeah, it's
3: life-changing for virtually everybody who does it. Um, and soon many of us will get to do it. Jack, you brought this up on uh, our last show, I guess it was before July the 4th, um, how people think everybody in the colonies was gung-ho, let's fight back, let's rebel, is extremely controversial. Um, the decision to declare independence, war on Britain, the rest of it. A few days before the rocket launch of Apollo 11, about 500 people protested the Moonshot program outside the Kennedy Space Center. Um, many of them black folks. Here's Reverend Ralph Abernathy standing on the steps of a mock-up of the lunar module displaying a sign that says, $12 a day to feed an astronaut. We could feed a starving child for eight. Okay. Protesters were... Spend the money at home. M- thought the mission was too expensive. In a Harris poll six months before Apollo 11, only 39% of Americans supported the efforts to put someone on the moon. What? In the same poll, just under 41% said they would choose to cut funding to the space program above any other government activity. For example, just 18% wanted to cut Vietnam War funding. Well, there's
0: something most people don't know. So you had about a third support for the moon mission six months before it happened?
3: Uh, 40%. Um, and at that time, musician Gil Scott-Heron, who was a hero among certain you know sorts of people, wrote a song opposing the moon mission called Whitey on the Moon. Jack, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, was all the money I made last year for Whitey on the Moon? How come there ain't no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the Moon. Hmm. There you go, making it racial. Mankind. Conquering space, uh, amazing achievement. Uh, so were they immunity.
0: not? Were they not selling the argument that this is to show the Soviet Union we got this technology, or just people didn't believe that argument? Or
3: well, life and politics are complicated. I guess mm-hmm. you know, Gil scott and just thought money's money. Uh, we need more money for the cities and not for uh, putting Whitey on the moon. Interesting. Yeah. So more fascinating moon facts. How are your bosses spying on you? We got great stuff. We're gonna have to just I hammer hear it. wanna that. How's my boss spying
0: on me? I'm oh, staying so tuned it's for always, that. You suckers! You poor suckers!
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Berkeley, California voted to rename gendered terms like manhole to neutral terms like maintenance hole. They even changed the name of the local hooters to torsos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with changing the official language in your city or town or state or whatever from fireman to... What are they called? Fired Fired person. A firefighter. firefighter firefighter. Um policeman. I dude. don't know. Firefighter. That's so combat it's so police violent. I don't I don't have a problem with that. I mean, yeah. That's, policeman a that's okay.
4: police officer, I yeah. think was the that, official. That's yeah. fine.
0: Manhole, the maintenance cover <laughs> is but yeah. You know, I don't know how much this costs the taxpayer to do this. Not much. Is probably. it like getting a car
4: repair? Like once you get the like once you got the books out and the white out. Is yeah. it cheaper just to do it all at
0: once? <laughs> Maybe.
3: Maintenance hole. <laughs> Please. So uh, anything that goes through a computer is data, and data is valuable. That's point number one.
0: And there will be enough data out there that super smart computers can crunch that they will be able to figure out everything there is to know about every human being and be able to predict their behavior in the future.
3: For good and evil. For good and evil. Uh, Your employer may know a lot more about you than you think. The tone of your voice in a meeting. How often you're away from your desk. Oh, that's a good idea. That's the tone of my voice in my meetings. The tone of my voice in a meeting? Belligerent. Oh, another good idea. How often you're away from your desk? Constantly. How quickly you respond to emails? Glacially. <laughs> Where you roam in the office? Staring out windows. <laughs> and what's on your computer screen? Pantlessly. Pantlessly. Uh, They they mentioned to be an employee of a large company in the U.S. uh, often means becoming a workforce data generator. From the first email you send from bed in the morning to the Wi-Fi hotspot you use during lunch to the new business contact added before going home, um, and uh, some examples, I'm just uh, quickly sprinkling some of these uh, into the show from the article.
0: Boy, so you're doing computer email at lunch, and they want to know how many people are going to uh, Chipotle or McDonald's or whatever. Sure. That, that's worth something to somebody.
3: Right, A- and it helps identify certain patterns in your behavior and how well you're working with your team, that sort of thing. I will tell you this. One of the uh, umbrella points of this long piece in the Wall Street Journal is that if you're using a workplace device for anything not work-related, don't forget you agreed that all of that is your bosses. And they mention um, not just emails that are being tallied and analyzed. Companies are increasingly sifting through texts, slack chats, and in some cases recorded and transcribed phone calls on mobile devices. Uh, Microsoft Corp. is uh, tallying data on the frequency of chats, emails, meetings, Uh, partly because they want to make sure people's work-life balance isn't out of whack. And also, and I love this, they want to make sure you're not spending too much time in meetings internally and not enough time dealing with customers. Hmm. Mortgage giant Freddie Mac used Microsoft's analysis to gauge how much time workers spent in meetings and tried to determine whether some of those gatherings were redundant. Yes, they were, most of them, probably all of them.
0: God, I'm glad people are starting to catch on that meetings are a waste of time.
3: Oh, man, they so often are. Steve Jobs, God bless you. Nobody was allowed to sit down. You come into the room, you hammer it out, you go back to whatever you were doing. I love that idea. Uh, da, 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 da. For years, companies made workers sign technology agreements. We talked about that. They're legally entitled to any communications. But now companies are getting smarter at analyzing the trove of worker data. One of the newest frontiers is dissecting phone calls in conference room situations. In some cases, tonal analysis. Can help diagnose cultural issues on a team, showing who dominates conversations, who demure, demurs, demures, who ought to be a better listener, who ought to be more assertive, who ought to ask more questions.
0: Well, what are they going to? They going to? They going to bring you in and say, uh, "We've been analyzing this, and we think you need to listen more." Are they are going to do yes. that? Yes.
3: Wow. You need to be a better listener. You, uh, you blah blah blah, just jabber jabber jabber. Nobody else gets to talk. And you don't learn a damn thing, do you, you peg-headed fool? Why don't you try listening? I'm sorry. Could you say that again? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, boy. Oh, and they're doing that a lot in training and retraining? Huh. I thought that was interesting. Uh, oh, man. Then you get to what's on your screen, real-time keystrokes, a video of your activities. Oh, boy. Then you're into big brother.
1: What's in your news, Marshall? Well, uh, could your cell phone really crash a flight on two popular jets? It's a risk. Really? What? I I thought they just made you turn it off because they... I don't know why.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Even more than what you were just talking about, companies are keeping track of your mouse movements on your computer as a way to identify it's really you.
3: Wow. Everybody has, like, a mouse signature? Yeah,
0: we're all so so unique. I don't use a mouse once a month, but most people do. Um, Have such unique ways of doing it, like your walk or the way you talk, Mm. that they can identify whether it's actually you. It's yet another article saying that passwords are virtually useless. <laughs> yet I spend so much of my life trying to get into various uh,
4: sites and accounts. To right Not just your life. What was it? That, what was it? 40% or 50% of ITs across America? Yep, yep. It's waste password their time. reset. They
0: spend half their job helping people at work get back into their, their work account. Right Even here. though article after article, expert after expert says passwords are doing no good including this
3: one right here. If you're done with your bitter anger, I would like to talk about man's great achievement 50 years ago. Landing on the moon. Here's, well, I have these
4: fascinating Apollo 11 facts, but here with a guest Apollo 11 fact, it's Positive Sean. Neil Armstrong during his flight and it, the weight on these things are, are calculated down to the to the decimal. So he probably had to get clearance of this. He took a piece of the, the the propeller that the Wright brothers used on their inaugural flight. Wow, that was that was with him in the spacecraft as they went to the freaking moon. Why would he do that? What are you going to do with a piece of wood? He's a whittler. That's that's pretty <laughs> the, interesting because you're right. They probably did have to get everything
0: cleared. It's not yeah. like it you, they didn't get off the Earth. Oh, I brought my bowling balls with me. Yeah, like if I show up, I thought it'd
3: be cool to bowl on the moon and see what happened. Now, a couple of guys have famously snuck stuff on—not bowling balls, but kettlebells, something something (laughs) like a little piece of wood you could probably get away with. Uh, Is that part of the Wright Brothers' plane in your spacesuit, or are you just glad (laughs) to see me? Uh, Is that a propeller in your pocket So once uh Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were approaching the moon's surface they realized that the eagle the lunar module had overshot its intended landing point Uh-oh. by four by four miles <gasps> and uh, Jack's uncle Neil Armstrong switched into manual mode and just had to figure out where he ought to land. Hey, how about that uh, jaggedly steep crater there with the uh, snaggletooth moon tigers in it? Neil said, "Buzz." But Neil went for a flat spot instead. Did
4: did we? They touched down with snaggletooth moons. Tigers. They just had a few <laughs> seconds worth of fuel left when they finally touched down. Did we have reasonable expectations that it wasn't that it was actually a surface that could hold the landing of something like that? I've like, heard how it,
0: over the years that they didn't know if they would sink into it or, it surely they had candy to have or some <laughs> idea, didn't they? Oh uh, yeah. I've been hearing my whole life though
3: that they weren't certain that it wouldn't just sink into it and then just. I think they figured out that it was dusty. They just couldn't figure out how deep the dust was. Right, right. But I don't know. I would. You know what? I, there, I'm sure or there cheesy. Is, <laughs> I'm sure there is some authoritative Many-paged book On the Apollo 11 mission There are probably hundreds I would like to Well, I'm not going to read hundreds Tell me the good one <laughs> <laughs> And I'd, I'd really like to uh, Yeah To read that Cool More uh, fascinating moon, uh, moon mission facts Coming up news now with marcia phillips
1: now, speaking of air travel and high tech you know when you fly you have to either turn your phone off you got to put it in airplane mode but did you ever wonder why well because
3: really nobody like. wants to hear your
0: stupid
1: stupid jabbering
0: well if you're if you've ever been around a speaker with a phone on the speaker all of a sudden goes clickety 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 clickety, clickety really loud and it's very annoying and i always assume that's happening in the pilot's headphones, and he hates it, and he crashes into the ground by accident.
4: Uh, you're
1: kind of <laughs> on to the smite right the track. the passengers are just
4: distracted? <laughs> to <laughs> smite the passengers.
1: Back in 2014, government researchers discovered cell phones and other types of radio signals pose a crash threat to some models of Boeing 737 and 777 planes. And they still do, so everybody leave their phones off. Don't ever overcome that, please. More than 1,300 jets registered in the U.S. had cockpit screens vulnerable to interference from Wi-Fi mobile phones. The FAA has given airlines until November of this year to replace those units, and as of today, potentially hundreds of planes worldwide are still flying with the unsafe system. Now, I assume
4: everybody's like me that occasionally you forget. I've forgotten before. I intentionally leave it on because I figured it was a hoax. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so,
3: my God! That's a federal offense! Been, well,
4: it's good thing this is a radio story and not real.
0: So, between people who don't care and people who forget, there, I've always assumed there's got to be several per plane that are on, and we don't crash. So, how big a deal is it? Right. Well, um, and God help us if they ever say you can start talking on your cell phone on planes because then we're just doomed. I, I stay home. Yeah, I, I won't travel anymore. No way.
1: <laughs> the uh, the maker of the system, Honeywell, is claiming it hasn't heard of any blanking of display screens caused by cell phones while the airplane was in flight. But the FAAs run tests, and the jets flunk. Affected 737s, the so-called next-generation model, and the other affected model, the Boeing 777s. There have been reports from a number of pilots since 2017 who have reported losing various flight information while in flight using the Honeywell because displays. Because
4: Sean's phone was on. Because I had to scroll Twitter, because I'm a degenerate.
1: Instead of landing in
0: Las Vegas, you land in Albuquerque.
4: i got to start turning my stuff off, I guess.
1: Meanwhile, you got a group of homeless claiming the city of Los Angeles practice of removing their belongings, the belongings of people living on the streets hampers their ability to improve their lives
0: yes another good ruling to make it more difficult to do something about the homeless situation
1: fantastic they filed a lawsuit arguing that discarding people's belongings with arbitrary discretion and confusing rules harms their health and impairs their ability to work and find housing
0: City. I want to impair your ability to listen, stay in my town and go on to the next town where they put up with that crap. That's what I want to do.
3: I want the town to be nice for people who work hard and save and pay taxes, not for bums and junkies.
1: One final note. Parents are often pretty much taxi drivers for their kids, and now there's a new app looking to put a price on that driving the kids around. It's called Parent Taxi. It was created by Skoda, and it allows parents... ...to charge their kids for rides... <laughs> what the hell? ...in the form of chores. That's what I'm going to start oh, doing, charging my minute. kids
0: for rides. Once, right.
1: Once a drive is complete... You to com- go to the swimming pool? It's five bucks. <laughs> no. Once a drive is complete, the app creates... Okay, I
0: took you to the swimming pool to get home. It's ten bucks.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Once> a- <laughs> you got to read the fine prints, it huh? <laughs> <laughs> Once a drive is complete, the app creates a total of the miles traveled... ...and then tells you which chores need to be done to earn the ride... The driver can go ahead and send a receipt to their kids' smartphones or tablets and then share it on social media if they feel like it. On the
3: one hand, I like the spirit of the kids not taking for granted what their parents do for them. On the other hand, why driving and not everything else do you right. do? Any what about the other filling out their school
4: enrollment paperwork? That translates to sweeping out the kitchen.
3: Or mm. laundry or,
0: geez, any of a million other things you do every single day. Right. Philosophically,
4: I think this is a cool idea. I don't know why you need an app to do that with your child, though. Mm. Right. It's dumb and Marshall shouldn't have brought it up.
0: Maybe it's gonna maybe I'll get tired of it after a while, but I like driving my kids around to stuff. We have a pretty good time.
4: Oh yeah, I don't
1: mind it at all. You know what might even be dumber? <laughs> cow cuddling. Oh boy. A huge fad in Europe that's now coming to the US. You can now cu- cuddle with a cow for a price. 75 bucks an hour, you get a bed and breakfast in upstate New York offering car- cow therapy sessions for guests.
0: So the bovine odors of the world uh, got jealous of the whole goat thing, yes. goat yoga, and, th- yes. and had to come up with their own deal. Gotcha.
1: Yep. yep, so now for $75 an hour, you can go ahead and cuddle with the well, cow. I think that's bad. i got
0: horse massages. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> the horse walks around on your back. Chicken yoga. All this stuff is just so annoying. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's another one of those fake
0: stories we were talking about earlier in the week with the uh, people signing up on Facebook that are going to storm Area 51. Yes. No, they're not. And the media acts (laughs) like it's real. uh, Yeah. Air Force acts like it's real on Facebook, and everybody knows it's phony. And so, why are we even doing it? And that's the same way with the goat yoga. And the, 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 almost nobody's really doing any of this stuff, right? And it,
3: or people like being around animals; it makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: we know. But almost nobody <laughs> you don't have is. To name it. It's, it's the, not <laughs> sweeping the nation or anything like that. But every news outlet in the country does a story about it. For what for what reason? And then you post yeah. it on your. Phone. I don't. Know. Ah, you got to fill a time, I guess. I don't
4: know.
3: <sighs> How about with God or uh, I don't know or uh, charity or something exactly or uh, or a snarky online commenting.
4: Hey, that's very popular <laughs> these days. There you go.
3: So it was Jack's uncle Neil Armstrong? It's not actually his uncle. Uh, a, a selfish bully. A controversial Apollo 11 fact Coming up next The grittier side Next
2: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty
0: I want to get a little of this on the air because uh, Ed Sheeran has got his first rock hit this of his is, career. This is Sheeran? This is Sheeran with Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars each uh, taking a turn through the song, and it's pretty freaking cool when it gets going. Um,
1: Chris Stapleton, Ed Sheeran,
0: and Bruno Mars getting together, I think you're probably going to make a hit of some sort when that probably. happens. Probably. It's yeah.
3: almost too much.
0: Yeah, I think it's the next star team. I think Chris Stapleton's next here.
2: Supernatural woman.
0: Yeah, and then Bruno Mars does his thing.
2: I
3: don't know. I don't know. know Too much echo. (laughs) (laughs) How about some more fascinating Apollo 11 facts for you? I love this stuff. I really, I should get into it more. It's such an incredible story of of ingenuity and effort and teamwork and triumph and the rest of it. Although, as we learned earlier on the hour, it was pretty controversial at the time. People said more money for social programs, not for moon landing. Now... To the selfish, bully nature of your uh, uncle Neil Armstrong, American hero. In previous spacewalks, the more junior crew member would venture out first leaving the head guy at the controls in case something went sideways. That makes sense. So you send Junior out into the moon. you he If you if, float into the sun, i got to get the ship back. Right, or if he's immediately attacked and devoured by those uh, moon tigers, um, <laughs> Neil's like, hey, hey, rockets don't fail me now, and, and, and can fly the, the craft to safety. Um, and following that model would have made uh, Buzz Aldrin the first man on the moon, but not Neil Armstrong. Um, in a, in a ask me anything on Reddit in 2014 of all things, Buzz Aldrin wrote that NASA chose Armstrong to go first for the symbolic value. Um, many people it was alphabetical. Uh, they just did it alphabetically. They just thought the commander should venture forth mm. um,
0: Did Columbus set a uh, foot on the dirt first when they would land
3: somewhere? <laughs>
4: for instance. Was I there? I don't know. No, I just wonder if it's no, a thing. I,
3: that's a really interesting question. I don't know. NASA... Is that the,
4: is that the upside of the captain goes down with the ship, As you also get to be the first to venture out yeah, if everything's successful? In case the Indians decide,
3: uh, let's not trade some wampum, let's uh, send some arrows their way. Well, NASA differs with Buzz Aldrin, who said, you know, it was uh, better symbolism. NASA says, no, the lunar module's design would have made it really awkward for Aldrin to get out first. So we sent the guy nearest the door out first. So
0: the guy's sitting shotgun, or... Next to the the steering wheeler. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Exactly. I'm not going to climb over you. You get out of the car
0: should Shouldn't have sat in the
3: middle, loser. (laughs) (laughs) Then they mention, of course, uh, Michael Collins uh, cruising around the moon uh, quite a few times while waiting for the fellows to uh, get done playing on the moon. He didn't get to go on the moon. Uh, Aldrin Armstrong. That That would have bothered me. I, could, I yeah. could deal with, okay, I'll be the second guy on the moon. That's fine.
0: Right. Um, I don't get to go on the moon at all. I went all the way here. The moon's right there. I can see the moon.
3: It's right there. I can practically touch it. I don't get to go on the moon. Michael, you're an incredible pilot. We need this thing circling the moon so the guys can get back safely. You're the best in the world. That's the moon. I want to go on the moon. Buzz is a good pilot. Make Buzz do it. But they wouldn't let him. Uh, they were on the moon for less than a day. It was 20, oh, 21 hours, 36 minutes, the majority of the time inside the lunar module, They stay awake fearing the, the uh, moon tigers. How what? much did they sleep on this trip? Uh, an that, hour and a half.
0: That, <laughs> that 21 hours, they were probably awake the whole time. You wouldn't want to spend any of your time at the moon asleep.
4: I'd take a nap on the moon.
3: Moon nap. To link back up with Collins in orbit, Aldrin and Armstrong had to launch back off the moon in the lunar module, and if something went wrong, they'd be stranded in space. And mission control would then have to, to use their euphemism, uh, close down communication. Oh, jeez. And the men would have either had to starve to death or commit suicide.
0: Those are your options?
3: Did they have enough oxygen processing in there? Yeah, I guess they did. I mean, it's like a submarine makes its own oxygen. They can't run out of air unless the machines break down. They make their own. Um, so, wow, they'd either starve to death or die to dehydration, I, I guess. Um, and, and, uh, well, you
0: wouldn't just wait till you starve to death because nobody's coming to get you, especially then you used the only rocket that ever existed in the history of man to get you there. So nobody's coming back to get you in time. Right. So I guess you got to off yourself,
3: hurl uh, yourself toward the sun. Uh, yeah. Probably write a couple of uh, letters, maybe a, you know, a song or something. Hoping Somebody will find it someday. A poem. Well, I think they still had radio. I mean, they could still talk. Well, it depends. I don't, you know, maybe if they, you know, headed for Jupiter, maybe they couldn't. But to that end, um, uh, Richard Nixon had a backup speech um, in which everybody died, all written and ready to go. Uh, what was, was he going to say? The speech was labeled, In Event of Moon Disaster. The speech That's a good be- title. The speech began, Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace.
0: That's really good.
3: These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin. I wonder if uh, Pat Buchanan wrote that. Might have. He might have. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery, but they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. That's pretty good. And that's beautiful stuff. I'm not sure. That's... I'd have gone with. This. So, anyway, I <laughs> thought that would have worked. but uh... Bad news, folks. Uh, hmm. Oh, uh, let's see. Ooh, that one's only mildly interesting. Uh after the Apollo 11 astronauts were back safely on Earth, NASA quarantined them for 21 days in case they'd brought back moon germs. Moon
4: herpes. <laughs> well, for instance, moon solar gonorrhea. Right. Why always with the anyway? What what would you be doing on the moon, sir? Uh, couple of. If I'm stuck there with Buzz Aldrin until we die, I don't know. He might get lonely.
3: <laughs> the crew had to sign customs forms declaring moon rocks and moon dust samples upon their return to the U.S. They had to fill out a customs form?
0: Geez, too much government paperwork even then.
3: Yeah, Um. let's see. And uh, Buzz Aldrin submitted $33.31 in travel expenses for reimbursement.
0: To the moon and back? Yeah, it doesn't say for what. <laughs> That's hilarious. I drank two Pepsis. I had a payday bar. Gum
3: to chew in rocket. <laughs>
0: Fantastic.
3: And now,
1: final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Engage.
3: Here's your host, <laughs> Joe terrible. Getty. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody to put the wraps on the hour. There he is, our board operator in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? All right, an interesting
1: fact about today's show. The story that made Joe and Jack the most angry wasn't about homelessness or taxpayers being ripped off. It was about the remake of Top Gun. They left that segment bitter and angry. It was good stuff. Why don't you mind your own business? Our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips, your final got, thought. i got to tell you, I've got to get better organized. I spent the week, all week long, looking for the tape. I was on the radio in Orange County covering the actual landing on the moon. Oh, really? Had the TV audio on, and I was talking in between Walter Cronkite's coverage. Really cool. Adding my own comments. And I've been looking for that tape all week and could not find it. Well, if you come up with it, it'd still be good. Oh, yeah, I'll bring it in, definitely. Positive Sean, final thought. Yes, my... my
4: Trailer time with Positive Sean featuring the Cats trailer got hit with a copyright strike so it's not available on YouTube. I'm going to reach out to my contacts in the movie industry, see if I can figure out a workaround with that, get that reposted and as a reward, I will have a trailer time with Positive Sean with the new Top Gun thing on Monday, if all goes according to plan. Apologies. Thank you for my. Pa- thank you for your patience. I'm done talking. Jack, do you have a final thought for us?
0: Yeah, I kind of got moon fever from all this talk. So if you got a favorite book about the moon landing or launch or any of that stuff, hit us with a uh, text line or email.
3: You can get all our info at
0: Hmm.
3: Interesting. Uh, my final thought, I'm tempted to go with more of the uh, speech in case they uh, die, but uh, Buzz Aldrin, devout Christian, took communion shortly after landing on the
0: moon. I wouldn't be allowed today either. As I look at various things that wouldn't be allowed today, three white There's men, a, uh, religion, of church, and
3: state. Yeah. Um, and by the way, your uncle Neil uh, was the photographer, so most of the pictures on the moon featured Aldrin. That's like, uh, you know, most dads are barely present in oh, yeah, yeah. On a lot of family photos. Hey, honey, can you take a picture once? Yeah. I I'm get so bad at it. That's funny. I want to be in a picture. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people. Thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the clicks we talked about today. You can email us if there's something we ought to be talking about or you have a comment. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Be tweeting over the weekend. See you
0: Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time
4: we
2: have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Valerina, oh,
4: and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed
2: tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Yeah!
3: Armstrong and Getty
2: The by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know
3: good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.